0: So my friends, today in uh, this portion of the Sermon on the Mount, our Lord uh, tells his disciples, not just the apostles, but his disciples, who they are as his followers. You are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world. Disciples of Jesus Christ are called to be salt and light. And what are the properties of salt and light? Salt. Well, first of all, salt gives flavor to things. It, it spices it up a little bit, right? I am not spicy, but you know what I mean. Uh, and salt gives that that nice, savory flavor. I personally like a lot of salt on my food, so I'm trying to cut back on that. But it really gives it, brings out the good flavor. And salt also has a, um, a healing aspect, right? To salt, even though it'll hurt on a wound, it'll sanitize it. It'll, it'll make it so that you don't have infection. It has a healing property. Also, uh, light. To give light is to scatter the darkness. And so the disciples of Jesus Christ, going out into the world, are supposed to bring flavor through their goodness, they're supposed to bring healing, and they're supposed to bring light by dispelling the darkness of ignorance, actually, the twofold darkness of sin and ignorance. That this is who the church is supposed to be. This is our mission to bring healing and light and goodness and flavor. We, in a particular way, our parish here at St. Francis, are doing this and we're doing it with a very specific focus on bringing the gospel message uh, first and foremost to the over 11,000 students at Central Connecticut State University, and that that is a special uh, mission and role of our parish, to spread the gospel in a particular way uh, to a generation that has fallen away from the Catholic Church faster than any in history. And let me tell you, it was a, it was a tremendous joy this past week on Thursday. I celebrated my second anniversary as pastor here at St. Francis. And let me tell you that just even after two years, our mission is working, right? This is working. It's happening. There are people that are encountering our Lord Jesus in a deeper way. There are students who are hearing the call to deeper following, a deeper following of our Lord and greater holiness in their own lives, and they're responding to that call. And now they're reaching out and they're inviting other friends of theirs to do the same. This is working. Also, just under two years ago, it was not that long after I started, uh, the Crossroads for Christ initiative began their Greater Hartford chapter, uh, meeting nearby and then having adoration and confessions um, here at the church. And now the meeting happens here at the church. And on a regular Wednesday night, There's over 50 young adults that come uh, for community, formation, adoration, and confessions. Just look around at this mass, right? Our numbers are growing. This is working. People are encountering the Lord, and they are growing in deep uh, and real holiness. We're meant to be salt and light. Salt and light work. They're effective on their own. The gospel works, right? If you dump a ton of salt on your food, you're going to taste it, right? If you put salt on a wound, whether you like it or not, it will work. Like it does, it takes effect of its own power. And similarly, if you turn on the lights in a dark building, darkness has no power to withstand light, right? The light comes out, there's brightness. The gospel message, and when that's lived effectively, it works. It works. And here at St. Francis, we see in a real way, it is working, right? We, I talk to people all the time. If I invite a priest in to help with confessions on a Wednesday night or talking to people about our university apostolate, like what we're doing is giving hope to other people throughout the archdiocese. I'm meeting with the archbishop on Tuesday about vocation matters, but every time I meet with him, he asks, how are things going here? And then when I tell him how it's going, it's encouraging to our bishop. Uh, to know the good things that are happening. And it is really, this is working. And it's an incredible thing. Um, That's the good news of today's gospel. Um, The corollary to that is that this working um, has a cost. And in a real way, I remember there was a priest when I was growing up in Waterbury, said, that's the Sermon on the Mount. Now, here's the sermon on the amount. Um, that there is uh, there's a cost to what we do, that there is an investment. Uh, this doesn't come cheap, right? And we're not just talking dollars. Um, our staff, actually, particularly our, our full-time staff, is working with an incredible efficiency and around the clock, uh, not literally there, but they're putting in tremendous hours um, to take care of our mission. Our focused missionaries are putting in a lion's share of effort, reaching out and being available to students. So there's a cost in a personal investment, but there is also a a real financial cost. So let's just take a look. If you grab the bulletin, this is on the back of the bulletin. If you didn't grab the bulletin, you'll get it on the way out. So don't worry. Uh, What did it cost? Bottom line, what did it cost to do what we've done this last year? If you look on the second piece, under expenses, the total, that big number in red, everything we did this year cost us, as a parish, $596,987. And that is the expense that was incurred directly by St. Francis of Assisi Parish. That doesn't take into effect the fact that there's been over $100,000 of subsidy given that we're going to talk about in a few minutes, but those expenses were actually reduced out of ours. So that is the expense that was incurred directly by our parish. A large portion of that is salary and benefits, that we need uh, people that are going to do the work and that we believe in paying a just wage and that when people are eligible for benefits that they are able to take those benefits. There are certain... Churches, uh, not going to name them, but there are certain churches that try to have all their employees at just twenty nine hours a week, so they don't have to pay anyone benefits, um, and that is not befitting the name Christian. We need, we get, we pay a just wage, uh, and we offer benefits as we're legally obligated to do, and in justice uh, to those that earn them. Contracted services, utility—we can go through all of this. Um, in particular, our improvements. There was a tremendous improvement done to the school through cleaning up for from the uh, flood that occurred before I even started as pastor. And that actually just concluded yesterday with the final installation of uh, the new floor on the ground floor. Also, we had to finish uh, the new boiler in the school. And remember, if you remember when I gave this talk last year, if you were here, I said, pray that nothing happens to this boiler, and the next week it stopped working. So this boiler here is also in the process of being replaced And we've paid about half of that so far. And the other half will incur in 2020. Um, So this is our expenses. Now taken out of this, you'll see uh, Campus Ministry has a little asterisk next to it. Because we, anything that was subsidized by the Archdiocese, we removed the expense and the income from our financial overview. Because it was really money that passed through our bank account. But it was given and returned 100%. Through diocesan subsidy. Okay, those were our expenses. Our income came to a total of $268,173. That's a top section. Um, our offertory was $159,000. That's down about four, almost $14,000 from last year. And that could be directly attributed to the fact that we have stopped the monthly collection. We did that last year because we're encouraging each and every person to donate the maximum they can every week. And so it is inconsistent with that goal to pass the basket a second time once a month, hoping that you'll get more, right? Like the idea is we're giving the maximum we can every week. There are actually some people that told me when they got their tax statements, they didn't realize they'd given so little because they didn't adjust for not having the monthly collection. So if, if you're in that same boat, we need to adjust for the fact that we haven't had that monthly collection. In all of our other areas, um, excepting rental income and insurance, but again, both of those were accounted against the expense that was incurred. In all the other areas we 've actually taken in more money than we did last year. And if you look at the expenses, we spent less money than we did last year. So on our own, we um, cut our expenses, we cut our expenses and raised our income by a net of almost $65,000 as opposed to last year. So we're taking steps in the right direction. It doesn't change that our net deficit was $328,814. That was our net operating deficit. Okay, what saved us? Who was the single biggest contributor to St. Francis of Assisi Parish in 2019? Dr. Pauline Alt. Uh, Dr. Alt passed away 19 years ago and left 1.5 million dollars to our parish when she did Uh, and we have been reaping the benefits of the um, proceeds from that investment and uh, what that investment has gained and because it was a very good year in the market um, that the investment income was 234,758 dollars which left us with a net deficit total against all of our assets of 94,000 dollars. Um, if it had been a bad year in the stock market, this would be a much different type of conversation. Uh, the goal is we are going to do everything we can as long as we can afford to do so. That's what I started two years ago. Um, that, that is the vision. That we are doing a good mission. We're really, this is working, and we're going to do it as long as we can afford to, trusting in Almighty God, and particularly consecrate our parish to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. But... Looking at this picture, and the second year in a row with a deficit of over $300,000, we do need to take some very practical steps. And on just a very practical level now, our parish, uh, the parish community, and particularly our offertory income, needs to be able to meet our our, our basic operating expenses. So the parish, and the parish through offertory income in particular, needs to be able to meet our basic operating expenses. and We need to have a goal of getting to a point where what's coming in through offertory is able to cover what's going out through operating expenses. What that means is we need to set a goal of getting our weekly offertory, between both online and in the basket, to a total of $6,000 a week. That is what we estimate between the payroll, between the utilities, the contracted services, we need to get to a total operator income of $6,000 a week to break even. Uh, you'll notice this past week, last weekend, we were at a total of 300, $3, $3,328.25. So, we've got a, quite a bit of ways to go, but we can do it, right? This is, it is totally possible, um, and I believe that this is something that we can see. Maybe not next week. Maybe next week, so let's see what happens, but maybe not next week, but it is, this is the goal that we need to meet. That we need to be able to cover the basic operating expenses for our parish. Now, let's, we are not doing this all alone. Uh, I mentioned in reference the Archdiocesan uh, subsidy. The Archdiocese of Hartford has contributed to campus ministry at CCSU over a hundred thousand, or pledged to do it this year, over a hundred thousand dollars. The diocese is putting in over a hundred thousand dollars between subsidy to the parish and then paying the uh, diocesan portion of having focused missionaries. So the diocese is supporting us tremendously in this, Uh, and we need to do what we can to continue to um, become. I would love to see us be free of the diocesan subsidy in uh, a number of years, Uh, but for right now the diocese is continuing to support us, and we are doing very good work. And so the diocese is making their contribution, We would hope that proceeds from our investment as well as individual donations can go to our capital improvements and needed uh, restorations and improvements. But our basic, the end of the day, the basic operating needs to be able to be funded uh, through the parish offertory. So my friends, um, we're better than we were last year and I really believe what we're doing has momentum and is working and that this is the time to each of us do what we can to further buy in. There's a saying in mission that some of us give by going. That we are, our gift is to go out and do the work. Others of us go through giving. Uh, that we maybe are on campus spreading the gospel. We can continue to support uh, the mission through all the needed support and in a real way the financial support. Some of us give by going. Some of us go by giving. Uh, and so we're, we are the salt and the light and other, we are having an effect. It's a positive uh, effect, and our message is working and changing lives. There will be saints in heaven because of what we are doing today. And so this is the time on our own part to say everything that's needed to support that mission, um, we ask the grace of God to be able to give. We ask Our Lady to continue to look over and guide our parish. We consecrate our parish to her Immaculate Heart, and so we trust with her motherly intercession. The mission of St. Francis can continue for years and years to come, and many more saints will be won to the glory of Almighty God.